When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Girls Room. I need to come up with a different little intro because we are no longer unpacking HBO's Girls. Yeah, maybe we can come up with something really like cunty and stunty, <laughs> much like Gossip Girl herself. Um... Exactly. We need to do... Hmm. It's too early in the morning for me to freestyle, uh, for me to for me to spitball listener it is i mean you know what it's not even that early my time which it's is pr- okay well way. it's pretty early my time this is either way you slice it though it, this is the earliest we've ever recorded a podcast mm-hmm. it is 7 45 slash 8 45 eastern uh i'm so pathetic that people are gonna hear that and say all right girl like it's 8 45 but i know for me but i'm like, like 45 i haven't washed my face yet oh i haven't either i mean i look I actually look pretty fine. You look good. You look face washed. I, I'm pretty fine. I drank morning. last night, so I'm I'm a little. Oh, see, uh, I had I've been watching Traders US, which mm, um is its own kind of drinking. Yes, and <laughs> I I did I told the listeners we were going to have a special bonus episode on it while you were out on vacation, but the our guest who was coming on had a work emergency and couldn't come, but we will. Be trying to reschedule that and we'll just drop it as a weekday bonus episode because this show is so good if people are not watching it but um, i am not watching it oh it's so good it's Saying so that. good i it's really i mean the whole show is really good but like it's worth it for phaedra parks alone i would say like she will also say that she has never been this captivating on television and that's saying a lot because she was she is one of my all-time favorite housewives like an incredible Mm -hmm. like the incredible crux of atlanta for so many years and i think the show really started going downhill once she deservedly got fired but um, yeah i mean i will give it a shot i i don't know okay i i started watching one episode and i I don't know. Couldn't get through it. If you can't start with season one is pretty bad. Season two is much better just because they cast all reality TV people. So it's just, Mm -hmm. it's much better in that respect. Like they have a lot of, um, it's a lot of housewives people, but like, I don't know if you're a survivor, big brother person. I'm, I'm like a survivor ish sometimes. Yeah. I'm survivor ish, but not big brother um but they have a lot of like legendary figures from that um and it's all good it's it's really it's quite good so um, okay maybe i need to change my tune and watch some traders it's perfect like on in the background tv because what they do these challenges every episode that you simply do not have to pay attention to until the last like minute this season they felt a little bit more like integral to the action and some of them are like funny and like you're having some of our brightest comedic minds like favorite parks competing in them so like 
there okay. it's a little bit more watchable in that respect but you can absolutely be doing like truly whatever else in your life and not have to give your holding laundry attention. yeah this show okay. only really rewards fully paying attention for like seven minutes out of an hour oh wow nice. interesting yeah. see that's why maybe that was my problem because i i watched it with the intention of paying attention like i, I put it on in bed i was like okay this will be my going to bed show and then i, I just I was like, I'll just go to bed, actually. I don't know. It, what I do is I watch it while either text live texting it in my group chat. Mm-hmm. Sure. I showed a live text. That's that's yeah. always fun. Or like last night, I was reading updates about the NBA trade trade deadline. So <laughs> you care about that? Yeah, I care about that. I didn't know you're you're an NBA follower. Hoop dreams. Yeah, I I'm a okay. I'm a man of many talents. So Bill yeah. Simmons, if you're listening, um, our corporate sisters over at the Ringer, please uh hire yeah. me for a queer perspective on the, Honestly, the basketball offensive today. That would sell. I would sell. My I know my brother would be like absolutely thrilled about that. He's like the one audience member for that. But I um, listen. Oh. Should we get into put it the... in terms I can understand? You know, yeah, I think I think a lot of my basketball commentary could. Pro- Do you know who Stephen A. Smith is? Mm, I know the name. Oh, he's he's like this. I mean, he's like a straight guy, but he like really queens out about basketball. That's only like that's fun. Yeah, but he's like so outsized, like a a real master of figurative language in a way that most modern sportscasters simply are not. And I feel like I would be biting his whole thing because he just is Mm. such a, he is such a wordsmith. Um, Okay, well, looks like he's got some competition. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I would love that. Um, Girls basketball hour in our our revamp. (laughs) I think we could, I like I mean it's not outlandish like people no it's not out the question podcasts. I think Kat Marnell has a basketball podcast I would honestly I should get into basketball that could be a thing for me but I feel like basketball and tennis are kind of like the hot girl commentary sports mm-hmm. right now and I am crazily a lifelong fan of both of those so it is validating to see like everyone coming out of the woodwork Community. all of a sudden to be like "Ooh, Wimbledon's coming up so that's that's nice but yeah I um I'm interested I um went to a Knicks game with Gabe not long ago and it was really fun yeah it the seems fun and the very Knicks are good this to watch, year too you know but yeah the Knicks are good this year too yeah they they won the game <laughs> <laughs> I don't like football because it's oh my god Super Bowls this weekend see I don't like football love the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and I, I just find it hard to understand the downs there the you know that yeah. that that part I don't like what <laughs> there's a little less forward like basketball and tennis let's just, say are both a game of like back and forth like it's constant mm-hmm. like side to side motion football is so slow I do like watching it on big oh. game occasions like the Super Bowl, but as a casual viewer, it does not compel me the same way. Who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? These are two of my least favorite teams in the NFL, so I'm not, <laughs> I am rooting for... You have to choose. Uh, I think I would rather like the, I think the 49ers, because I have a lot of 49ers fans in my life. Um mm-hmm. 
I would like to see a quarterback who is literally picked last out of 262 people in the NFL draft become a mm-hmm. Super Bowl MVP champion. Um, and I'm just tired of the Chiefs winning everything. I'm yeah. I like Travis Kelsey. I'm really tired of that industrial complex. Um there is something about the wife culture at the Chiefs that is sinister to me. Yes, I totally agree. And it might be sure. Would it be fun to see Taylor Swift storm the field? Sure. Would it be fun to see her happy with all her girlfriends? Sure. You know what else could be fun? To see her sad. Yeah. Yeah. Not in like a mean way, but like in an interesting character study way. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks, from Girls Room. Let's humble a woman this Super Let's Bowl Sunday. <laughs> like, she, he doesn't need to win. He definitely wanna... doesn't need to win. They've won like, I think, three times in the past they, five years. And they played in 2020, the 49ers and the Chiefs. Yeah. That was the last uh, Super Bowl. Pre-COVID. Matchup. So it's a replay. What is yeah. it called? Replay. It was a. It was also an election year. Wow. They had Jennifer Lopez and Shakira at that halftime show. That was, which was a really, really good one. Good. Usher's going to be good too. Oh, I I'm love so Usher. excited! I feel oh, like do kids think... don't know Usher. Now that now they do, which is disrespectful. Do kids watch the Super Bowl? I guess yes, everyone okay. watches the Super Bowl. It's like the one like mass the culture one event left. Yeah. Who do? What do you think the first song is going to be for Usher? Wait, wait, wait! Don't say it. We'll say it on the count of three, but don't. Wait, I have to think for a second. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I love playing this game. Okay. I don't like this answer, but I think I know what it is. Okay. Okay. One, One two, two, three. Yeah. OMG. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I hope it's yeah. I hope it's yeah. I hope oh it's my yeah. god. I just no, that, no no no. Doesn't it that seem be... like a like opening blast like kind of okay. thing? No, because how does he, how does he, oh, you know, maybe, because now. It's like okay. pure blackness on the field. There are like dancers with little light fingers and then you hear, oh my God. And like, oh, and then two more blasts and then he pops oh. up and then the OOO start and then he goes into like, yeah, or hopefully like Lil Freak or something. He won't do Lil Freak at the Super Bowl, but that's my favorite Usher song. I, yeah, I could also hear the fog comes onto the field it goes oh my god oh yeah almost with the beat rock right that would be and look i don't like oh my god (laughs) that would be so good we heard that to death when we were like freshmen yeah that that i have a vivid memory of being unhappy and hearing that song the will i am industrial complex was a tough one see but that's the thing wouldn't he bring out will i am for yeah, that. he's definitely gonna so, bring and out. And you can't Will do that for the first song. You can't have oh, your little. True. So, oh wait, but wouldn't he bring out someone for Yeah too? Who is on Yeah? L- or uh, Ludacris and Lil Okay, Dawn. so so maybe that maybe that's wrong. Oh, I if he brings out both of those, I would die. He better just bring out like if he's gonna do Love in This Club, he can bring out Jeezy. Uh, I mean, he has a lot of hits. So, what what's another good one? Um, I My love. Boot. Okay. My boo no, with you Alicia can't start Keys. With my boo. I know, but he could. Uh, he's gonna bring out Alicia Keys for sure, and she's gonna be on like a piano that looks like a lightsaber or something. Yes, 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 yes. I do feel like I can hear boop 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 like blackness. That's that's how it starts, yeah. and then everyone goes. Rah. What if there's a marching band <laughs> for that? 
That's it. Yep. Please. I like, especially because this year, um, to celebrate the like 25th anniversary of that one episode of SpongeBob, they are doing a CGI recreation of that. You know, remember that episode where they go to the bubble bowl? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. They're doing they're doing that again this year. At the Super Bowl? At the Super Bowl. Well, I think maybe for the Nickelodeon broadcast and not the large version but like it's broadcast on nickelodeon yeah it's simulcast on a lot of they have like kids callers now huh yeah media okay. me- media works in ways that you could never even describe to like the average individual <laughs> it's so crazy what they do okay before we get into tiny furniture which is the the issue at hand what do you think Escher's gonna end with um I would like to think that he would do love in this club at, <laughs> as his closer and preach like a message of radical unity. Um, okay. I, I went to Madonna last week and she had a dream ballet in the middle of the show. Where, that was ballet. very clearly about the conflict in the Middle East that ended uh-huh. In an orgy of radical love and tolerance. And I oh, would God. love to have a similar message at the end of Love in This Club. You don't think he's going to be like, I want to make ceasefire in this club. I, I would, I would, I would be so fucking happy if he did that. Like, that would make my year. I mean, <laughs> could you imagine? I mean, ushers for. <laughs> he will usher in a new era of peace. Mm-hmm. He will usher in a new era. Hopefully. And I mean, realistically, I think he's going to close with like DJ Goddess falling in love again or something. He could also start with that. That's a good opener, too. That would be a good opener. He's got a lot of range between. He's got like, a lot of range. Yeah. Do, 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 Usher, usher. Do you hear that? Yeah. And, yeah, man, and then usher, usher. Yeah, the, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. David Guetta could come out, too. Especially because Tiesto, who was supposed to be the in-house Super Bowl DJ this year for the first time ever, um, had to drop out due to a family emergency, which is oh, sad. sad. Sending prayers to Tiesto. Yeah, honestly, but okay, I do. We have I do 25... feel like it's... Oh, oh God no. damn it! We got it. We got to get. Yeah, into we it. have twenty-five minutes to talk about tiny furniture. <laughs> okay, which also we are talking about That's tiny all. furniture today. What? Oh yeah, Wait, we're talking. About... Sorry, I was just going to say Usher. Usher needs his own moment. Like I don't think he needs to bring out all the stars. No, he should just perform on like a a black box in the middle of the field. Yeah, like, very stark style. performance. Yeah. Okay, oh we need to talk about tiny furniture. So people have been clamoring for this episode for a long time, and we are finally going to give it to you, even though we did spend the first like fifteen minutes of this talking about the school, which no one wanted, but. Um, everyone wanted wanted. it's mass culture you all want it you little pigs um Mm -hmm. but we finally watched tiny furniture for this podcast i had never seen it you'd never seen it i had never seen it you've seen it though right yeah i didn't realize that yeah this was a first time watch for me um it's so good do you wanna maybe take like a minute and a half to recap just run down the general plot of this sure um such as so, there's a plot yeah do, do you want to do it or do you want me to do you, it you should do it you should do oh it. okay this is gonna be rough um lena plays aura 
who is this kind of useless, uh, frumpy postgrad who wants to be an artist. She makes videos. This is very YouTube era. And um, she comes home from college. She went to an art school. She is living with her mom and her sister, both of which not like just kind of have a weird relationship with Aura. How am I doing? <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. Um, And Aura, Hannah, Lena is um, they're in New York and she's just kind of fumbling around. She's unemployed. Her mom says she needs to get a job. She has a bunch of misadventures. Uh, Alex Karpovsky is a love interest for a minute, stays in her house. And uh, Jessa, Jemima Kirk, plays Jessa, basically. I Honestly, I think we should just go through it. Like, okay. this, this is... It's just misadventures of Lena Dunham. Yeah, it, it's a loose. It it's a loose plot, basically. Like, yeah, I. I'm like, so sorry who had to listen to me do that. No, right no, now. no, no, no. This that was a great <laughs> summary because this really is. I think like recapping this straight up is not a really great exercise, almost because this is of a piece with all these mumblecore movies from like 2006 to 2013 that are all like made for two dollars like have a very like kind of shaggy dog plot um this feels a little bit more like neater narratively in a way that you can see why she was the one that was selected out of this group for like mass success by Judd Apatow like mm -hmm. and not well, I mean, the Duplass brothers, Greta Gerwig, like all these people from the, the Safdie brothers were also in this for a little bit too. Like they all went on a great success, but you can see why she's the one who got the TV show. Cause this as like a work of like a singular creator is so like defined out the gate. And it's crazy that she did this when she was 22. Yeah. Crazy. Oh my God. I, I mean, my initial thought in the opening sequence, just seeing a young faced um long-haired Lena Dunham is how lucky she is to have parents who believe in her you know yeah. like she was really pushed to express herself through film yeah and I'm so glad she was because she has such a strong directorial eye too like you could see that in episodes of the show that she directed they were all I think like some of the ones that like Judd Apatow himself would do on girls were a little like tricksy with the camera camera movement mm -hmm. um she's very good at like static compositional shots that contain a lot like I that scene where so she another running little plot line such as there is one in this movie is her flirtation with this fedora-wearing schmuck who works at clandestine? Oh my her. god! The, the it's so crazy she works at clandestine. Yeah, uh, for those um, who don't know, uh, God bless you. And um, clandestine is this kind of uh, like basic bar in Dime Square that annoying people go to. Yeah. That's that's too harsh. I, I've been there. It's it's nice. It's fine. But you know, it's, it's kind of, I it's think like everything for... everything with Dime Square right now is a little like tired. Let's let's, let's move on. Um 
but it was funny to see her like this that guy's mustache was so offensive to me too like it looked like a ski slope oh god yeah they um she strikes up a flirtation ship with him she's like asking him about what kind of porn he watches i don't know it's so very <laughs> he says like, tentacle rape yeah with like little like oogie boogie fingers i was like yeah awful. yeah really really gross kind of guy um but let's see i i, I feel like that i the listener must know that uh, drew made the initial doc for this okay. episode and yeah. i opened it up and i was like what the fuck is this I didn't realize, but Drew had used Chad GPT <laughs> to run through the movie. Yeah. So, like, look, we both have, like, real jobs, okay? I'm, and I'm not I, giving you shit at all. I know, but, like, I the j- listener, I already got, like, in a little bit of hot water earlier this week online for questioning whether ai is 100 percent a tool for ill use i do believe that chat gpt is an intellectually dishonest thing to use for something like this and i apologize no, but i no, no, i used it as a loose notes. sketch outline because i watched this while i was doing work um and couldn't take like full notes um it's, but that didn't it's have funny the time though. it's so funny can wait can you read the, can you read okay what <laughs> yes Aura's younger sister, Nadine, contrasts contrasts sharply with Aura. She's ambitious, driven, and seemingly has her life together, which only serves to highlight Aura's own feelings of inadequacy. Yeah, that's not like, like 100% false. Interesting, oh, yeah. Like, I mean... Imagine me taking notes like that. that oh. Something had to have been up. I was like, okay, so either he's treating this way more seriously in a different way, you know, than, than yeah. previous episodes seriously as in like um not you know it's a movie rather than tv which is which requires a a greater depth of critical analysis yeah either Um, that or or he's copy pasting from um articles and recaps which no i mean the wikipedia summary for this is much better than what i have down on the page right here um I was trying to incorporate some quotes, but that didn't really work either. Um, we have I did, a few quotes here. We do. Um, <laughs> oh, so I put great. A, I loved yeah. um, some, we, we see a lot of girlsian themes throughout, like the financial precarity, the, uh, you know, cast of unlikely boyfriends who end up being total schmucks. Yeah. Um, she, <laughs> Toward the beginning of the movie, it's revealed that she was like just broken up with. She says, "The guy I thought I was going to marry moved to Colorado. Cut me some slack." And yeah, later, and a, a later, he he's building shrines for his family. Yeah, <laughs> and he said he had to right. He had to build a shrine to his ancestors out of a dying tree. Oh my god! And then um, Alex Karpovsky, who's the um, the main like the most prominent love interest, I guess, other than sh- the chef. Yeah. throughout the movie um he she meets him at a party and she basically in in true hannah fashion is like oh well my mom's out of town for a bit why don't you um why don't you stay with me in that house and he just completely makes himself way too comfortable he like sleeps in aura's mom's bed shirtless reading woody allen there are just so many he's like oh there's a bit of a draft in here just such an asshole um but something we that needs i'm trying to look for where i wrote it down the kind of youtube videos that he makes 
I love that everyone's like a video artist. Yeah, I mean, this is a very like YouTube Tumblr era movie because Hannah's mom, who's played by her real life mom, Lori Simmons, it must be said, specializes in these hyper curated dioramas with tiny furniture that are clearly being photographed for gallery usage. But that is such a like Tumblr era. I feel like tiny furniture itself was so Tumblr. Um. Okay, I found my note. I don't know if I wrote it in our joint doc, but he makes quote-unquote Nietzschean cowboy and quote-unquote skeptical gynecologist videos yeah. on YouTube. And, and Jemima Kirk later says, oh, I hate what you do. <laughs> yeah, because it's too DIY. Yeah. <laughs> so so funny. funny. I have to say, Jemima Kirk runs away with this movie. Like, mm-hmm. she's doing a character that is very clearly the rough outline for what Jessa will become um, with a lot more sadness than what the Jessa character becomes. But like she starts this movie as a quote recovering addict who only drinks kombucha and red wine. And then throughout the rest of the movie will be drinking and taking a lot more uh, substances. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my God. I, that's what I really loved about this movie, that it was really just a rough sketch of, like, it was pre-Jessa and pre-Hannah. Um, there was just a few lines between them that felt so oh, girl. Yeah. Um, I, I need to find the one I tweeted yesterday because this was, I thought this was such a funny line. And also, so, I think also like ref, millennial reference humor has always been a big thing ever since like family like I think family guy was very formative for a lot of people just like oh yeah throwing a bunch of cultural references at the wall but this one was so well done um what, what it okay if you're lonely or something we can take an ambient and watch picnic at hanging rock or Chris Jenner or something yes perfect. yes picnic at hanging rock or Chris Jenner perfect yeah um, at one point, another very girlsy Jessa line, no one's financially independent until they're like at least 25 or even 30. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Jessa, or I don't know her character, Charlotte. Charlotte, I yeah. That's what she says um, to Aura at a certain point. She's like, you don't need to get a job. And, and then and- she does. And she's the sad, sad paycheck for $175 that Hannah, Ugh. or whatever aura gets it's honestly so it's just easier to refer to them as hannah and jessa it is this because this Sorry. is really like a full-length girls episode in a lot yes. of ways like mm-hmm. written two years before um but I, I also sorry go yeah, ahead there's such a one-to-one between these characters and even like jed is a lot more like alex karpovsky's character in this is a lot more of a like poseur than ray is yeah sure. he's not totally ray but there's Except some the shirtless lines. reading Lydia allen yeah um but i do um two things one uh the costumes in this movie are amazing amazing like, we really have the hannah doing the pooh bear thing that she loves to do <laughs> like just kind of too short and too tight bedtime shirt with no pants just hilarious she's constantly walking around the house without pants which like totally fair i do the same thing but it's also just she's just always slightly inappropriate for where she is you know like even when she 
goes to that gallery thing, Jessa, I'm just calling her Jessa. Mm -hmm. Jessa puts uh, one of Hannah's videos in a small gallery show. We'll talk about that in a little, but, um, and Jessa dresses her and puts her in this like wrong shade of red lipstick and dark eyeliner and this kind of purple kimono thing. And she just yeah. looks so not right in this perfect way. And she's already in very long hair, which was, that was the biggest shock of the movie to me. Yes. Like seeing the not Hannah Bob is, uh, was a, it's a funny fright. how, how haircuts do that. Like she, yeah. she really is suits, like a Bob suits her. Yeah. She looks long great with short sense. hair. Yeah. I loved Jessa's like array of formal hoodies. Like she was oh always in some sort of like hooded, like dress or hooded shawl like in a mm -hmm. like a metallic like pleather incorrect it, it was so I mean it's so 2010 like it is yeah oh my god it's so crust punk oh my no god. not yeah. crust punk uh what's like, the other people say not steamp it was like kind of like mermaid core or whatever yeah yeah maybe yeah. not I could see like um remember that artist Dev who sings like dancing in the dark like, yes that was oh a, she was dressed like dev <laughs> she was dressed like dev that's so true i don't know oh, how i like funny. i hope dev is well because <laughs> i, like I hope dev as well. well we should have her on the other thing that like you can really see is a prototype for what girls was gonna end up being was the bad sex like the scene mm -hmm. in the pipe in which Hannah has unprotected sex with the guy she works with at Clandestino. Mm -hmm. Oh God, that was awful. It was so, so awful. Like probably would have been up there with like the awful sex in Girls. Um, mm -hmm. Just completely like so functional, so like pleasureless, so quick, just like a consummation of like a relationship that was barely there to begin with. That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and it's it's coordinated. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, uh, I guess I was yeah. just thinking intimacy coordinator, but it was it, it was, was. There's no intimacy coordinator. <laughs> exactly, it was coordinated, staged, whatever, shot, directed in such a girl's way, yeah. in such a perfectly awkward kind of. I don't know, like you said, pleasureless, transactional yeah like it it just it's two people who are attracted to each other but are just like using each other for something mm -hmm. um and lena dunham is the foremost chronicler of how those encounters are not these like sexy steamy one night stands most yes. of the time they're like totally horrible <laughs> and this was totally, like, totally horrible alex karpovsky staying at um lena's house i'm sorry we're, oh. we're just fucking with the names but yeah but you like know who that, we're talking about yes but that is like the least sexy you know something that like could have but they don't even hook up in. exactly at one point um lena's mom comes home and she's just like gets angry because like they drank all her wine and the place is a wreck blah 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 and she says you're not even having sex with this person which is exactly st saying the quiet part out loud like exactly why are you yeah letting this guy use you there's 
it, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of parallels to that horrible scrapyard sex scene. Like, why are you letting this person use you? You're not getting anything out of it, really. Yeah. But it, this movie is so good at capturing, like, how 22 makes you feel like you are an overgrown child in a lot of ways. Like, you're mm -hmm. forming an adult identity just because you feel like you have to, which, like, you should. But then you're, all, like people live at home or like are still super 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 close with their families and like there is this kind of arrested adolescence in that yeah. stage like I thought the scenes with the mom were maybe the I thought they were a little simplistic except for the mm -hmm. end in a yeah, way that no, I agree. the Becky and Baker character would get a lot more fleshed out in the show like when totally. Hannah throws the tantrum when her mom comes home and finds that like they've drank all of her wine and eaten all of her frozen meals um mm -hmm. which very 22 um she that that I thought was a little like cartoonishly yeah um, there were some cartoonish tantrums yeah though, but it was it was still funny totally was funny yeah I I really love this movie um yeah trying to think if there are any like moments we didn't shout out like uh, Nadine the sister is having a house party at one point um mm -hmm. and Jessa's like giving a minor a lap dance <laughs> which I found yeah that was bad <laughs> I mean, but so, so funny but so that character yeah Charlotte, and Jessa as she keeps saying that these teens are out of control <laughs> I know so um, funny this is a funny movie in a way like comedy is make comedies funny again because this is so fucking funny funny and oh uncomfortable it's i i really great movie we also the other thread um that i thought was nice was hannah's college best friend played by the fabulous character actor Merritt weaver um they the like clinging on to an inside joke whenever they like answered the phone with like how you doing how you yeah, doing I was like yeah. that is so realistic of like people who do not live in the same place anymore but are trying to like cling to like this special form of intimacy that is just inevitably gonna kind Come of fall away really a little bit big. unless you are back in the same city like yeah that really and hit we see that unravel when Hannah's at her gallery thing yeah. like stupid nobody's there like it's just like a stupid little gallery thing and the ex-best friend shows up and she's like well you don't like answer your phone anymore and it's a totally awkward scene where ex-best friend kind of is just like okay well like like basically begs her to follow her like let's get out of here can we actually talk about this and hannah of course doesn't and she just yeah. leaves she leaves to go Get to go plowed on a metal pipe yeah yeah damn damn life <laughs> life, comes life finds fast. a way okay yeah that what you said is better okay <laughs> both i um, guess okay so we got we have five minutes to wrap this up because unfortunately we are on the tightest of deadlines today but um any final thoughts about this movie hmm I, I mean, I just, I like it as much as I did when I first watched it. It's a really good, like, sketch of girls, I thought. Yeah. Um, I agree. It, I, yeah, I agree. it got, like, pretty favorable reviews at the time. 
Oh yeah, I, she. I read a bunch of reviews from like Roger Ebert and a few yeah. other people. Like Lena Dunham was universally hailed as a like an indie it girl. Um, right off the bat from this, and yeah. like the there was a little bit of like nepo baby discourse, but um, for the most part, I mean, she was. This movie really s- stands alone as a great work of art that obviously has like some clear ties to what girls does yeah i think works really well as a companion piece but i think you would enjoy tiny furniture as a standalone movie without having seen girls and vice versa 100 percent agree um i'm trying to think of it oh and also i do want to shout out um lena dunham's sibling cyrus grace dunham is a mm-hmm. very good actor in this and also when they play the barista at the hipster coffee shop and girls very very yes. funny funny actor oh my god i forget i forget that's a real relationship there a real sibling ship well they don't they also shot that movie in lena's childhood home Re- really yes that the wow. whole movie it's with the siblings in the actual home itself and it the running through line where her mom is like it's in the white cabinet and the whole room is just white cabinets that That's... would that felt like a very like real lived in uh yes exactly relationship oh my god hilarious great apartment though oh yeah holy shit what and a Jessel tonks tribeca no less mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay, well, we got to we do have to wrap up. I'm sorry, I'm like pushing this along at the end. Too, no, no, but... I think we, I think we did our job. Yeah, we definitely we did, did our, our job. job. And like, this movie is available to rent for three ninety nine on Apple TV. So I Worth would recommend go doing it. Um, thank you again. Well, I would love to cover Sharp Stick and Catherine Called Birdie at some point on this podcast. I, we totally too. will. Maybe between um, seasons, like. Oh yeah, that would be fun. Um get back to our bread and butter there's also uh lena dunham's like isn't, isn't there a series coming out soon yeah there's the meg stalter shows coming out um yeah we'll have to do something around that the we someone dm'd me a few weeks ago and was like are you guys gonna talk about camping um oh my God, in short camping. no <laughs> no no <laughs> certainly not do, but... We will, you will have to pay us like on yes. Patreon or subscription to cover camping because, like, I don't, I have seen a little bit of that show and found it so just like really mean spirited and clunky in a way that, like, clunky she's for not sure. actually. So, I, I would really rather not cover that. Um, yeah, I mean, but it, it, like, if you guys want to start a GoFundMe, like, uh... <laughs> oh, I mean, if you if you pay us, I, I like, I'll clap like a seal on, mm-hmm. on air for people. So, yeah, like, it's... yeah, I, I'm not gonna do it out of the goodness of my heart and the no. love of the craft, though. Yeah, it's not like hate watch. I don't believe in hate watching as like a concept. Like, really, I, think, I like, certainly do, but not uh, in that way. I don't. I don't know if you're not like genuinely like at least having fun with what you're watching. I just don't think it's like a fun. Like I can't. I can't get into that. Okay, like, I understand. Um. Okay. So, to is, is there anything else we should share at the end here? I we will be starting our Gossip Girl recap next week. I guess that's Yay, like a big procedural thing. Um. So we'll be back next Friday. Um. Follow Julia Gray. Okay. 
on TikTok. I think we may build up some other socials. Yeah, I think finally <laughs> after yeah, I, I think there a might be a, a TikTok in this very episode that I'll I'll cobble together. Perfection. Well, amazing. We love you. <laughs> Mwah. How to end these shows ever? Oh, we Goodbye. love you. Bye.